This is Cupcakes and Consciousness, and I'm Kelly Childs. And I'm Erin Weatherby. We are a mom and daughter team, and we're also the co-founders of the wildly successful Kelly's Big Shop. Every episode, we will be dishing out sweet ideas on how to live your best life ever. You're going to hear it real and unfiltered from us. Some actually may call us crazy and ask how we do it all including still loving each other at the end of the day. But here we are, almost 10 years later. This is the Cupcakes and Consciousness Podcast. We are back for another episode of our podcast, and uh, we just need to hit the ground running because this we is do. a massive event <laughs> that, we, that we want to talk about, um, a really very cool experience that we experienced. Mm-hmm. So where did we just come back from? We just came <laughs> back from the Dr. Joe Dispenza um, advanced week-long retreat, um, actually in Niagara Falls, New York. And it was a life-changing week. I, At the end of this week, I have never felt so whole and so full and so filled with love and joy and just this, this beautiful almost just aura I felt like was around me and around you and around Ken. And it was, it was just magic. Absolutely we, we, magical. We were floating. We absolutely Because were. it was, yeah, and you're, and you're right because um, we have attended or I have maybe mm-hmm. more, more so than you even like we've all attended our own different things, but you know, international, like really big yes. name events, uh, lots of money spent even on, you know, becoming the best we can be. And I, cause I love, I love doing this sort of thing. Like that's kind of my, my drug of choice is improving who I am as a human being. And so, you know, internationally acclaimed speakers and, and I have attended pretty much every single one <laughs> <laughs> and I have never had my mind blown like, like it was with, uh, with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I, it, it, it was just, it, it hit everything that I needed to learn scientifically, you know, cause all these meditation things we've done before and gone to yoga retreats and things like that. And, and understanding, you know, the process of meditation. And, but this was this, this was the scientific side that just kind of brought it all together. Yes. Right. And we got to learn about our energy centers and stuff. So I don't know where, where do we, where do we want to get started on this? So I guess just to kind of back it up, the actual event, just to give everybody an understanding as to what this event was and how big it really was. There were 1600 people at this event, um, in Niagara Falls, New York, and it was his advanced week-long retreat. So um, he does a couple different um, styles of retreats, but this is his kind of high-end, his like top-level, most advanced uh, workshop. So the lead-up to this event, we had to make sure that we listened to a ton of videos. It was something like, what, 40 hours, 50 hours worth progressive. of progressive videos and mm-hmm. also had to take some testing and quizzing and stuff too before the actual event. So it was like going into it, like fully loaded, ready to just absorb all of this amazing information. So um, maybe let's give everybody a background as to who Dr. Joe is and his his story. Or how he even came into our, exactly. the realm of our consciousness. Yeah. So it was about 20 years ago when uh, What the Bleep uh, came out, what the bleep do we know, and going down the rabbit hole and understanding more about quantum physics and the quantum field of possibilities and realities. And and then at that point in my life, anyways, I mean, it was over my head, but it was 
just sort of understanding his his words and his voice was very cool back then, but he's gone through his own personal evolution. Absolutely. So, you know, now he is an international lecturer and speaker, and I think he's actually a neuroscientist. When he was, uh, this is about 30 years ago, He because he, I think he would be about my age, so I'm going to say he's in his mid-50s. Uh, he was in a triathlon uh, 30 years ago, and in the uh, running component of it, he was hit by a Ford Bronco, uh, four by four. And Which he was, crazy. yeah, he was thrown like a hundred feet or something, you know, again, don't quote me up with his story, but this is the basic premise of it. And he, his body was basically, um, rattled and broken in numerous places. Uh, hence his spine was broken, told he would never walk again. And the prognosis was extraordinarily grim for him. Mm-hmm. And he went to four different, um, neurologists, um, all gave him the same storyline. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, Joe, you do need to have your back fused, um, with the rod, uh, the typical surgery to do for people who have become, you know, paraplegic and quadriplegic. And, and that way, basically, so you can just basically sit in a wheelchair, you right. know, so you you know, your body is just frozen in time. Yeah. And, um, so anyways, he, he, he just said, you know, this is the short version of it, but he said, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. And he said he had nothing better to do than lay around. (laughs) So what he did was he went, um, deep into his mind and he went deep into meditation and he just kept saying to himself, what would my life look like if I could walk again? And that was basically what he did 24 seven for, we're talking literally hours upon hours upon hours every single day into deep, deep meditation. Obviously it was much deeper than that, but that was basically what he was doing was visualizing a new future. He visualized a new future of him being able to walk and weeks went by with him being in this practice. And then all of a sudden he saw his hands, fingers start to move. And then he said, well, why don't I try wiggle my toes? And then, and then that happened. And, and then before you knew it, um, he was actually on his feet and then was into a different kind of rehab and, and still working with his meditation though and working on his mind. And he believes that he, um, rewired his brain, which is in fact, what absolutely happened was rewiring his brain. So he's now a full functioning, like you would never know it. He's he was, like, he was dancing, dancing at the oh, yeah. event, like, walking around, running yeah, around. He's he fully able bodied. Yeah, completely, uh, completely yeah. healed. So yeah, with the power of his mind, he healed himself and is, is now a full functioning person. But he made a promise though to, um, to universe, to source, to the quantum field. He made a promise that if I ever am given the opportunity to walk again, mm-hmm that I promise I will make it for the rest of my life. My, my goal, my mission will be to bring this teaching and yeah, the teaching to yeah. others and heal others for the rest of my life. So, so this is what he does. And, and he fully believes, um, that emotion, or I should say, I'll reverse it the other way. He fully believes that all disease, chronic illness is caused from your emotions And how we have created, you know, these pain bodies in our bodies from the trauma that we've experienced through our lives and then the negative self-talk that happens along the way and how we've actually talked ourselves into being sick. Yes. And if you can talk yourself into being sick, you can actually talk yourself into being well. 
Absolutely. And his whole premise, just to kind of add to that is, you know, your, your thoughts become your reality and your thoughts become your life and your identity. So, um, and then they become your personality. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we, um, we've talked about this before, but you know, 95% of your thoughts on a daily basis are thoughts that are from the day before and the day before. Right. And the day before. And and you have (laughs) 60,000 thoughts a day and 95% of those are from past experiences. Mm -hmm. They're repeated. So what they are, they're like in your, your, I I liken to think of it like a record on a record player. Yes. And you've got the needle in the, in the grooves, the record player going round and around and around. And then the grooves just get deeper and deeper and deeper until they become full out, full ingrained personalities. Yeah. And I think that for everybody listening, it's, it's kind of crazy to believe that Dr. Joe was able to change his thinking, which then allowed him to walk again. Like that is just, it's unbelievable. And I think that for you and I, we've experienced this event and we've, we've seen these transformations, which we're going to go into as well, but it's, it's unbelievable, you know, to actually sit and to really think that he was hit by a Ford Bronco and he was told he was never going to walk again and never going to be able-bodied again. And he said, no, that is not happening. I am visualizing myself as this walking person, as this running person dancing all over the place. And, and that's who he ended up becoming and that's who he is today. And, um, this event was, was just so magical. And we, we saw throughout the event, um, many people get healed from chronic disease, from physical, um, disabilities and illnesses. And it it was, it was mind blowing. Like we, we would have chills all day and be crying all day because it was just so powerful. It will, it's now no longer like speculation. Mm -hmm. It's now no longer, um, just, Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe this will happen. Right. So it's, it's happened now to thousands of people mm-hmm. within his realm of what he's been teaching now. Cause he does, um, I think he does maybe six or seven week long retreats now. And at first they were doing it for three or four days and they were watching the minds change because mm-hmm. a lot of people too get, they get uh, wired up for this event too. Yeah. Like you actually, they're actually a check for the, the brain patterns the brainwave patterns. And so, because when we, you actually go into meditation, they're actually watching the different levels of the brainwave patterns that you're going into from like beta to theta and yeah. all that stuff. So, so it's, it's actually uh, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So he's about the heart and, and brain coherence. Right. And so when we, when we understand the flow of your, um, your thoughts that will trigger all the different happenings that are in your body, right? So your brain thinks something, you go into a negative trauma thing, but these, these, these thoughts and negative emotions end up going into all different parts of your body. And, and what we want to do is keep your energy centers all free and clear. So they're moving freely all the time. Right. So, um, so he's, you know, he's, he's created a system without going into it too deeply because we only have a half an hour to talk right now. Right. You know, I mean, we spent one week there, our meditations, our meditations, uh, two of them were, or three of them were four and a half hour long. So we would start at 4am and we finished our meditations at eight 30. And I swore that only maybe 10 minutes went by. So get this. We woke up at three o'clock in the morning. We got there. 1600 people sat in this beautiful room together. We meditated from four o'clock in the morning until eight 30 in the morning. And Literally, it felt like we just sat down when he said, okay, now come back. 
was like, I, I'm sorry, what? It's, it's 8.30? Yeah. <laughs> right. What are you talking yeah. about? Meanwhile, like, <laughs> you know, we, unreal. Uh, like at one part of that meditation, when you, you got a chance to come to after it, I, I was actually floating in the room. Like I was actually above everybody and watching all the bodies laying down there yeah. on the, on the ground. So it was, it was, um, it was a remarkable experience. And the, the, the power of the mind is, is like, it doesn't know if it's living in the past or the future. And, and so this is why, you know, his practice is so, if you think about it, simple, it's not something that's complicated yes. because if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about the memories of the past and, you know, poor me and I'm a victim or I was sexually assaulted or, you know, uh, you know, I had a mother that was mean to me or I had a father that was mean to me or I had a wife that was mean to me or a husband or any of these things that we get to go and justify our victimness. Right. And, and so it just keeps on getting relived and relived and relived and relived. And that's how then illness and, and, sicknesses happen. Absolutely. But if you actually end up, and this is what he was doing was he was manifesting his future. So, you know, what would my life look like if I walked again? Mm -hmm. What would my life look like? And, and then he got to go into detail. Oh, and he'd feel the emotion attached to dancing, or he'd feel the emotion to, to driving a sports car again, or feel the emotion to playing golf again, or yes. feeling the emotion of even walking into a restaurant. And what would that be like, you know, again? And, mm -hmm. and, and he went deep into those those practices of, of visualization and feeling the gratitude already because gratitude means that that has already happened. Yes. That, that event has already happened. Being in that state of gratitude, you, you cannot complain when you're in gratitude. You cannot be angry. You cannot be resentful. You can't be any of those negative emotions if you're in that state of gratitude. So it's very important then when you're doing the Dr. Joe thing is that we were creating that space in our mind to create a future reality. So that's essentially what we did for seven days in a nutshell was in these meditations just, was just in, in, in a small nutshell yeah, was days. creating the space within our minds to yeah. create our potential for our future reality. And then he taught us how to create a practice Yes, because meditation is a practice and you don't get well from just one meditative meditation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, some people do have that experience with his, his teachings and his meditations. Yes. But 99% of what I mean is this: so you, you don't, you don't, you don't change your personality. Of course, basically in one. Of course, but Aaron, Aaron is correct in saying this: that we actually, and we even took pictures of it. People were leaving their canes, and like polio canes, almost the ones that you're, you're held up with your elbows, those kind yes. of canes to walk with. And we were finding them in the garbage cans. Was saying thank you, Doctor Joe, so much. I won't be needing these anymore. And people were rewiring their neurons again, and with totally new synaptic connections yes. that allowed them to heal. And so, yeah, miracles happened all around us. We witnessed it firsthand and um, it, was, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. And I think just to maybe add to our experiences, maybe we can talk about some of the things that we really did experience mm -hmm. um, is, you know, we saw grown men who, you know, you, you saw them have this protected, you know, shell around them. And during these meditations, they were bawling their eyes out, just crying and breaking down that, that manliness and that macho-ness. And it was so beautiful to see because obviously an event like this, there was probably what, 80% women at it, 90% women at it. Yes. And about 20 to 10, 10 to 20% men. They but, were tapping into that heart coherence. Yes. And it was beautiful. Which we have talked about even yes. before in another one of our podcasts yeah. was that the heart having this 
brain and this, this sense of memory. You know, when you say, okay, so like, where are you right now? Or I'm, I'm going home. You know, when we say those kind of comments, we actually point to our chest. And I don't know if you realize that. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You, you automatically point to your chest because hmm. your your heart is 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 this massive brain that we don't think it thinks. Yes. Right? We don't think of it having that brilliance yes. and those memories you know, attached to it. Your, your heart is, um, sends out a vibrational frequency that something like five, 5,000, please don't quote me here, but your heart is this, this vibrational frequencies that sends out something like 5,000 times the size of your brain. Wow. So this is how much the heart had, how strong it is and had it, how it actually rules our life. And when we get the opportunity to tap into it, which is like with meditation and doing these heart meditations and opening up. And you're saying, yeah, these men, like many men haven't, haven't touched their heart before. We've been traumatized so much from our childhood or horrible things have happened to us. And we close up and we go, Oh, I'm protecting myself. Oh, you know, no way. No one's going to get close to me. And you, you create these shells around it. But when you start pulling this open and you start exposing the light to it and you actually start freeing up that energy from your first three energy centers, Mm -hmm. right? The lower ones, yeah. which are the ones that are are all about pain, emotion. suffering, emotion, uh, keeping us in our little earth body, yeah. right? Where then you start going into your heart energy centers, then through your throat one, right? Your fifth yeah. energy center. Then you can make it up to your third eye, your pineal gland. And that is more of the cosmic yeah. chakras, the cosmic energy mm-hmm. centers, where the other three, the lower ones are like earthly. Yes. Like they're, they got, they keep you in the ground. They keep you with your suffering. They keep you with life experiences. You know, that's what they're, they're all about. And this, and something really beautiful is, um, during this week long event, we actually were a part of a live stream meditation where 17,000 people, uh, tuned in for this meditation. It's called the blessing of the energy centers. And as we're talking about the energy centers, I think it's kind of cool to talk about it is it's such a great meditation oh it's such a beautiful meditation and you can I think you can like you can purchase it on his website as well too yes. so yeah. um it was it was just so powerful and I think the collective consciousness of actually doing a meditation of that scale with so many people mm-hmm. to me was so powerful like you you were able to feel the energy of everyone else around you and this be- just this light like there's there's no other way to describe it other than just this wholeness and this oneness and this not like not separated you right. know you are you you are completely one in that moment and um, it was a very 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 beautiful meditation so basically you kind of would start at your and it it's very similar to what like the chakras um, are, but Dr. Joe calls it your energy centers. And you would start um, in your first energy center, which is your sacral um, root, root, your root chakra, sorry. Um, And then kind of work all the way up to your crown chakra, if you know that, or basically to your pineal gland and up and out. Your crown Um, is your seventh. Your Uh crown is your seventh. And it, it was just, it was just amazing. Yeah. Just so, so beautiful. Well, it, it was He's about harmonizing. Mm-hmm. And when any of your energy centers are out of whack, you are going to have a, a great imbalance in your life. So, you know, childhood traumas, yes. you know, you maybe your roots tossed off to the side, sexually assaulted, yeah. you know, then your your sacral, like your, all your, you know, they're all out of alignment, right? Mm-hmm. So he was about um, 
honing in on one, four, six. Mm-hmm. So, you know, root, heart, pineal gland, yes. and then teaching us about breath work and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was, um, when we came back after this event, like I actually still didn't even feel like I was walking no. on the ground no. because we were, we were just floating and we touched something that was, that was so extraordinarily magical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what the days were like was mm-hmm. it was cool. Like we always start with meditation. He would talk through it for God, and I just couldn't get enough of him talking. I know. And then you know, then we would break for lunch and we'd do more talking. We would do three meditations a day. Mm-hmm. And the, we did a walking meditation. We did three walking meditations. Yeah, so, so the and, first one was on the Yeah. The Thursday. Th- Thursday, morning. yeah. So we did three walking meditations throughout um the week. And basically what it was was we all had apps on our phones and the meditation was already downloaded to our phones. So you basically listen to it with your um, headphones in. So everyone is kind of out there in this beautiful park in Niagara Falls, New York. And just as a hilarious side note, when you have 1600 people that are like standing still with their eyes closed, it literally looks like a zombie apocalypse. Right. And it was, it was just, it kind of so went viral on, on Instagram. It was so All funny. These- different, you know, people that were, were watching us, like that yeah. live in the area or just driving Tourists by or whatever. Or whatever, we're taking pictures and they were posting <laughs> all over. Yeah, but, it was, um, it was great. <laughs> there was, it was really neat because we were part of like Niagara Falls. So the walking meditation took place like near the falls. So you had this incredible vortex of energy mm-hmm. that was flowing through you. And you know, so, yeah, the, so the walking meditation was, was, was keep it getting your energy flowing through your body, like, you know, at an accelerated rate and then stopping and pausing and then going in basically a state of gratitude and co-creating your future. And then you'd go and walk really hard again for another 20 minutes and staying in a trance like state. So it wasn't about talking to other people. It wasn't making eye contact with other people. And it was, um, it was, it was very powerful. I mean, I'm doing it at home now too. Yes. Tell, tell everyone about your just, just beautiful experience during that walking meditation that you had. When you, when you, when you came to, when I, when I came to, and it was, it was just, it was just so beautiful. So my eyes opened up and it was, um, so it's sort of actually the first time my eyes opened up, I, I was, I was just, I didn't realize where I was. And I was looking at the falls and they were like, just simply so magical and the power of, of it, of just the, of just the, the roar of the noise of the water and just going, you know, cause you, you know, you're deep in something for like 40 minutes and all of a sudden you come to and you're going, what, you know, and, and, and you're right there and there's Niagara Falls like right in front of you. And then, um, I went through, uh, a trance again and, and then closed my eyes. Um, like, like the trance of doing walking, I stopped again, uh, closed my eyes for 20 minutes again for that state and, um, and went into a state of gratitude. And then when my eyes opened up that next time, I happened to be in a very a grassy area where there were trees and stuff. And it was, it was just such a beautiful place that again, that the music had shifted and I was able to stop there. And in front of me was, gosh, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to start to cry. Was, um, a woman who had made it about 50 feet from her wheelchair and she was crawling on all fours, which again, she had never been able to do, but here she was crawling on the grass and giving it like just, just owning her life with such gratitude for all she was and all she could ever be. And she was actually crawling on her hands and knees, not saying walking yet, but at that moment, she was convincing herself and she had convinced herself that, that she was going to be doing that. There was just so much energy around her. And I stood there and I went, 
God, in such gratitude here, like, you know, I walk, mm-hmm. you know, I, I so have blessed. this life. I'm so blessed. Mm-hmm. And you just, you get to go into that state of, of, of just how we're all connected. Yes. Like when I saw her like that, I went, wow, like, you know, we all share that same consciousness. Yes. We all share that same suffering. We all share that same joy. Well, we all share that, that, that desire mm-hmm. for the most magical, mystical life. And, and we do, we, we, yeah. we're, we all tap into the same quantum field. So Absolutely. I we, think that his, his walking meditations for me too, were just probably the most powerful mm-hmm. out of all the different types of meditation that, that we learned. And just to kind of add to what you were saying about witnessing that beautiful woman crawling was the final walking meditation that we did the night before. I think it was our last night yeah, there. It was the evening one. And it was just like, it was a beautiful night, like a beautiful sunset. It was around 730 at night. And it was about an hour long meditation. And I just remember during one of the walking parts of the meditation, I witnessed two or three different people who had canes, but they were literally twirling their canes as they were walking. And I'm there walking and I have tears pouring off of my face. And I felt that same that same connection and that same oneness that you're talking about with that woman crawling on all fours. And it, it was just such like, you can't even describe the level of love that was felt at that event. And for me as well, there was in my group, because during this event as well, we all had our own individual groups. So Kelly and Ken and myself, we all went to this event, but we were actually all in different subgroups, which was kind of cool because you don't really want the energy of each other to be interfering with your experience. Anyway, mm-hmm. so my my group was amazing, and there was this woman in my group, and um, she had bells or she has bells bells palsy, and um, she was there with her husband. And from the first day that we got there, I noticed them, and I just noticed just how kind and caring, and just how serving her husband was to her, and it was just it was such a beautiful a beautiful relationship. And I guess I brought them into my consciousness because the next morning I, there was one empty seat left in like our section and it was right beside them. So I got to experience them for a day and experience their love for each other. And I remember at the end of one of our meditations during the day, um, because part of the meditation, we uh, lied down or laid down at the end. So um, you're kind of all like laying stacked side by side, like sardines, basically, um, with your little blankets over you and stuff. And uh, Dr. Joe will like kind of talk you through this just kind of beautiful finishing of the meditation. And I just remember feeling this amazing love for for this for this couple. And um, when we all came to Angela, the the lady with Bell's palsy, she, she sat up and she started bawling. And for some reason, I believe it was some sort of a heart opening meditation. And and I was, I had tears coming down my face already too. And her husband started hugging her. And then another gentleman from our group started hugging them. And then our group leader started hugging them. And then I came in and I started hugging them. And it was just, everyone was like, just crying. And it wasn't, it was just out of pure love. Like it was, it was joyful, joyful, beautiful, connected tears. And 
after that, I remember I walked over to you and <laughs> I just must've looked like somebody yeah. died or something. Erin yeah. comes to me and she just starts sobbing on my shoulder. And right? it was just this magical, such a release. Yes. It's such a release. And we, we reconnected with our souls there. Yes. And because this is what our whole lives have been mm-hmm. is so caught up in life and so caught up with our material distractions and achievements and whoever mm-hmm. we are. And we're so identified with our humanness and our human yeah. bodies and perfection and this and that, yes. and really none of that matters at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. And we got a glimpse of, of what that really is like to be connected yeah. with your soul. I think that we're going to be doing this part two, right? Yes. I would love to do so that. So let, let's do this. Idea. Maybe what we'll do is um, we'll wind this down and we're going to just start part two. And because I'd like to talk about my healing yeah. of that experience there. And uh, I think we've got a couple other things still to talk about that we experienced mm-hmm. within this, this Dr. Joe event. And then, and then afterwards too, what, what it's, what it's been like, yeah. because he's, He's simply magic, yeah. but it's his tools that are magic. So he's got a gift of how he's been teaching it to us, but now we've actually, now we've received these tools. Yes. So how do we get to share them with, with the rest of you guys as well? Absolutely. So thanks for tuning in and uh, stay tuned for part two of this amazing podcast, talking all things Dr. Joe Dispenza.